Welcome to the Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood podcast. I am your host, Brita Wallace, and I am so happy that you are tuning in. So if you are tuning in today for Monday morning message and a prayer, you know that this was not aired at 5 a.m. And I'm just going to take a brief minute to apologize um, for those of you who expect it to be dropped at 5 a.m. And I do hold myself accountable to that. However, um, things happen. I have little kids. And um, when I can't make something happen right on time, I like to just hold myself in integrity and apologize. So better late than never. Yesterday, um, I usually do the recording for this on Sundays. um, And... I had a wicked migraine yesterday, so um, I had some assignments to work on for grad school. For those of you that know that I am in grad school, I'm a student counselor, Um, and today is actually a huge day for me um, as we get assessed um, with our skills. um, We get watched, live supervision. Um, as we practice our counseling counseling skills, excuse me, with our peers. So um, I have to get an 80% or above, all of us do, on this one assignment. Um, I have a 98 in the class, and that does not matter. If I do not get an 80% or above in this assignment, then I do not move forward um, in my program. I have to take this class over. So for those of you who are listening, um, as this message uh, drops, as this episode drops, please pray for me. Um, I feel somewhat prepared and I also feel super nervous and I'm just keep having these little prayers to God and like just help me be prepared. Obviously, you have to be prepared with um, you know, your tools and your skills in your back pocket because you can't really plan a counseling session, right? So you can't necessarily like plan how it's going to go um, exactly. So I can plan how I'm going to start the session. And then after that, you really just have to know your skills and apply them. So um, I am sorry. I just have these headaches sometimes Every child I have, I end up getting migraines um, and they hit randomly. And yesterday I was just really struggling with a headache. So by the time everybody went to bed and all of the things were done, I went to bed um, and I was going to get up in the morning and um, record it. I was hopeful to do that as well. And I really just needed to get that rest so I could be prepared for today. So um I apologize for that and just wanted to hold myself accountable there because I think that's important that we hold ourselves in integrity and we're accountable and we, you know, admit when, hey, like this happened and I'm sorry that this didn't air at 5 a.m. as it was supposed to, but again, better late than never. And I'm recording this while my baby is sleeping now on Monday. (laughs) So um, if he wakes up, hopefully I just put him to sleep, but if he wakes up, um, you will hear baby, but Hopefully that doesn't happen and we can get through our episode without um, the baby waking up. So we are going to talk about um, reflecting the uh, God's attribute of faithfulness in our home and with our kids and with 
our families, specific, most specifically with our children. So anytime I'm studying for a, co- a podcast episode, I do my own research, but I also always want to look to see what other people have to say about the topic that I'm talking about as well. And especially when I'm doing a message um, episode, as this is pretty new to me. Of course, I can say this is how God has shown up in my life and what I think that means, but a theologian, I am not. I can never say that word unless I practice it. And while I long to understand uh, scripture in a deeper way and always am doing a Bible study to learn, you know, in this way, in a deeper way um, than just reading the Bible, I always learn more things and like, wow, why doesn't my mind work to pick up on these like really fine details of scripture. I just love that a Bible teacher picks up on those things and I'm sure they have a lot of training to do so, right? To be able to do that and to study that way and to teach that way. Um, But I don't think that I could ever be a Bible study teacher, right? Like I do this message in a prayer, um, which I think is pretty basic, but I don't think I could ever be a Bible teacher, But you never know what God has planned, right? Perhaps he just laughed at me and said, oh, you just wait. And perhaps that's not my calling after all. But anyway, I just want to make sure that I'm on the right page and not totally off in left field when I have an idea or thought when it comes to biblical application in our lives, especially when I'm instructing, you know, how to apply that in our homes and with the members of our family and especially with our little people. I think that that's really important. So this The place that I ended up, in addition to the Bible, was an article from Focus on the Family this week, um, and it's called Reflecting God's Faithfulness, and it's written by Kurt Brunner. And in it, Kurt says, um, and I quote, faithfulness, one of the attributes of the fruit of the Spirit, and he he finds that verse in Galatians 5.22, or he finds that truth, I should say, in Galatians 5.22, is a biblical word describing those who keep their promises. It does not mean full of faith, but rather worthy of faith. Faithfulness says, I will keep my word. I will not fail you. I won't quit on you. Faithfulness is the glue that keeps our actions adhering to our promises. So I just loved what he said, and I'm going to later on refer back to that article again, but Um, it just think about that as you apply that in your, as, as we think about applying faithfulness and God's attribute of faithfulness in the home. So I'm going to read that one more time. Okay. So he says faithfulness, one of the attributes of the fruit of the spirit is a biblical word describing those who keep their promises. It does not mean full of faith, but rather worthy of faith. Faithfulness says, I will keep my word. I will not fail you. I won't quit on you. Faithfulness is the glue that keeps our actions adhering to our promises. So I just love how he puts that. And I just wanted to share that with you. I mean, that's just such brilliance. So as I was reading a little bit about God's faithfulness, and coincidentally, the passages that I was led to are the same passages and the same story that I'm currently doing a Bible study um, on with women from my church. So coincidence, probably not. Uh, I don't really believe in coincidence all the time. I do think that, I mean, I do think that things happen, you know, coincidentally sometimes, but I do really find that a lot of times there's purpose in that and God is behind those things, especially 
in, in, in a case like this, right? But anyway, the story and passages are all about Moses and how God was faithful to his people and used Moses to deliver the Israelites from the hand of Pharaoh and out of Egypt. Even if it took 430 years to do so, God was still faithful. Now, there were people who probably questioned this promise, right? Because as they got older and older, they never grew to see this promise of God come to pass in their lifetime. But does that mean that God is ever less faithful? No, it doesn't. He makes good on his promises to his children, no matter how long it takes to do so. He has a plan and it is good. And we shouldn't question his plan and his authority. We should know that God's timing is always perfect, even if it's 430 years and we don't ever see it come to pass, right? So we know that what God says is going to happen is going to happen, whether we actually see it happen or not. And just as God keeps his promises to us, his children, so should we keep our promises to our children. And unlike God, we shouldn't make our children wait 430 years. We should make promises to them that we could keep in this lifetime, um, in their lifetime, right? And we should... Uh, definitely make good on our promises to our children in a relatively fair and reasonable time frame. After all, we're human and we're not God. And our promises to our children need to take place in the here and now. I try to be very careful of what I promise to my kids and in making sure it's a promise that I can deliver and keep. It's important that our children can depend on our word and know that what we promise them is actually going to take place. This holds us to our word. It's a part of our integrity, but it is also a big factor of trust between us and our children. We need to make sure our kids can trust us, that our words aren't empty, and what we say what we, is what we mean. So hear what Brunner has to say about this in his article. So we're going to go back to the article for a minute. And he says, again, I quote, Faithfulness is foundational to a happy, God-honoring home. Promising ice cream and then forgetting, threatening punishment and not following through, or singing I love you, Lord, in church and forgetting him through the week all affect our children and can undermine trust. Children who have to deal with continual broken promises may find it difficult to trust the significant people in their lives, including God. So mamas... It doesn't just affect our relationship with our kids when we forget our promises or don't make good on them. It affects their relationship with everyone, including God. Ouch. It makes it harder for them to trust us and also harder for them to trust anyone else. And that's a hard truth for us to swallow. But you shouldn't take these hard truths and allow them to defeat you if this is an area of struggle in your life. Rather, use it as knowledge and take the information you learn here today and do more studying on God's character of faithfulness and how you can better reflect it. Pray and ask God for forgiveness in the areas where you have fallen short and ask him to fill you with this fruit of the spirit and help you in this area. A big way we can practice faithfulness with our kids is by keeping our promises to them and also by standing by our word. Now, of course, we all get mad and say dumb things sometimes that we think we can take, uh, that we can't take back. We think that we can't take them back, but we really need to. 
We need to humble ourselves sometimes and tell our kids when we were wrong. Um, You know, maybe we imposed a really harsh punishment for something that really deserved a less punitive consequence. And we need to tell our kids that we were wrong, that, you know, this was harsh and I was just upset and this is what's going to happen instead and apologize and ask them for forgiveness. Or sometimes we make a promise we did intend on keeping, but something out of our control happened and we were unable to keep our promise when we said we would. And this, of course, should only happen hardly ever, right? And in extreme circumstances, bottom line, if we promise our kids something, we need to make good on it. If we tell our kids something is going to take place or there is a certain consequence to a behavior, then we need to follow through. And we shouldn't be saying, if you can't behave, we're not going to grandma's for Thanksgiving. If you are not willing to not go to grandma's for Thanksgiving. I mean, we say these things when we're upset. And I use that as an example because sometimes extreme things come out of our mouths, right? Like, we're not going to go to grandma's for Thanksgiving when you know darn well you're going to go to grandma's for Thanksgiving. So that might be something, if it does come out of your mouth in a heat of angry passion, (laughs) then you need to say, hey, listen, this was extreme. We are going to go to grandma's. This is a family expectation. This is a family tradition. I'm not taking family traditions away um, from you. However, you're not going to have TV privileges for this amount of days or, you know, maybe if you do screens in the car on the way to grandma's, you don't get to have your screen device on the way to grandma's. Um, that's actually something that happened with um, our child. We allow screens when we're taking long trips. Like if we're going a half an hour away, um, then I don't, I mean, I know that that's a long trip for a four or five, for a four-year-old. Um, it can even be for like a six-year-old, but those are not like, we, we don't want you to be used to having screens for like 20, 30 minutes in the car, but anything like over an hour, that's a long time. Um, and it kind of keeps the peace in the car, but that can get taken away. That's a privilege. Um, and that happened this past weekend. We went to my sister-in-law's and, um, my child had a really rough day and, and I talked to him about, you know, I understand that you had a really rough day today. Um, he was misbehaving on the bus. He misbehaved in school. Um, glass got broken. I mean, just like chaos. Like I was just hearing about all this chaos that happened and I had to give him a consequence. And, you know, I acknowledged, Hey, like, I know that you were having a rough day. Um, and this is how we handle that situation appropriately. When we're having a rough time, we need to, you know, go to our teacher. We need to go to an adult for help. We need to, you know, work on the tools that we have, um, taking breaths or he likes to, you know, just, take a step away and go off by himself and really work on calming himself down. He doesn't want to talk to anybody. Then he'll come and then he'll talk, you know, but at first he needs to walk away. We need to practice, you know, just taking like, so on the bus, if you're having a rough time, like maybe retreating over to the window in your seat um, and just like taking that time, becoming a turtle and, you know, going into your shell. It's a book that we read and, you know, we need to use our tools. And of course, at four, we're going to screw up. I mean, we're going to screw up at 38. I'm 38. We're going to screw up at 60. We're going to screw up. But like, 
there still has to be a consequence. I can't just say, oh, hey, you were having a rough day and you had misbehavior all day long, um, several misbehaviors, you know, on the bus and in school. And hey, just because you were, ha- it was because you were having a rough day and let's move on. Um, it's fine. We still have to say, you know, I acknowledge that you were having a rough day, that you're still having a rough day. And because of the behavior you chose, you know, despite you having a rough day, like there's no reason why we can't show empathy to our kids in a situation like that, but we still need to, you know, hey, this is the consequence. And we were going to my sister-in-law's over the weekend and um, they already did not have TV privileges. They don't have screens during the week um, other than they have a little bit of TV time if they have the privilege to um, at night after school so um, and after Jack's homework is done so they get to take turns watching a show and then that pretty much sums it up. We eat dinner and we get ready for a bedtime routine and stuff and clean up and and do that and and then it's bedtime. So um, they... Uh, had already had TV taken away for the rest of the week, actually. So, um, and this was later on in the week. So I said, you know, I'm, you're not going to have an iPad. You're not going to have your iPad when we go to Aunt Kelsey's this weekend and, um, or at all on Saturday, but you can earn it back, you know, by having good behavior, you can earn it back to have it for Sunday for a little bit. So, um, you know, we need to... Instead of saying, we're not going to go to Kelsey's, which I was going to do anyway, you know, no matter what, unless, you know, something extreme happened and we really couldn't go, um, then that wasn't the appropriate thing to take away from them, right? We were going to go do that. We were going to go spend that quality time with family. So that wouldn't have been the appropriate consequence, the appropriate consequence for our family. And it's going to look different for all of us, um, in our families, we all have different values. We all have different um, things that our kids, you know, is going to affect our kids and actually, you know, pain them a little bit to, you know, like, hey, I did this and I had my iPad taken away for two days and I only get it for, you know, he gets it Friday through Sunday for a little bit each day. And, you know, that was two days that he got his iPad taken away Friday and Saturday um, and had to have good behavior to earn it back for Sunday. Um, and I mean, that pains him because he really likes his iPad time, right? So that's going to look different for each of us. And we, you know, it's important that we follow through on that. If I said that to him and then said, oh, it would be easier to give him his iPad in the car so that the piece is kept, you know, so that we keep the piece, then that would be, you know, me not making good on my word and not being in integrity with what I said and the consequence that I told him, which was acceptable um, for us. And I think that it's important that he was expected to keep the peace in the car or he did not earn his iPad privilege back for the next day. So that's the thing. It's like you can earn your iPad privilege back for the next day. Um, and if, you know, you're not behaving appropriately in the car, then, or, you know, if you're not behaving appropriately while we're out or, you know, at all on Saturday, then you don't earn this privilege back. And he did behave very well and he earned his privilege back and he had some iPad time yesterday. So 
that was something that was appropriate. Um, but I had to follow through on my word with that. And most importantly, you know, the point is, is that we keep um, a trusting relationship with our kids. Our kids need to be able to count on our word, whether it's, you know, a consequence that we say is going to happen or it's a promise that we, you know, have made to them. We need to follow through on our word. It's very important. Um, no matter what it is, what we say is going to happen needs to happen. So, you know, it's not only our relationship that is affected um, with our kids, remember that, but it's also their relationship with others for years and years to come. It's also their relationship with God. And, you know, it's going to affect our relationship with them, our relation, their relationship with others, and their relationship with God until we make it right. And, for a long time. Trust, once it's broken, takes a long time to rebuild, certainly way longer than it takes to break it, right? Um, And even then, you know, after we make it right, it still takes time um, for our kids to be able to trust us again, like I was saying, and to be able to count on us and others again. And and that includes God. And that's a hard truth for us, you know, but it's true. And if this is something that you do struggle with today, let's pray about fixing this in your relationship with your kids and, and, and really apologizing them to them and letting them know that we wish to make it right and, and why it's important to do so. So mamas, let's take time to just pray today. Dear Heavenly Father, I just enter into your throne room with the moms listening here today. And I just pray, uh, number one, I just just thank you for your goodness, God. I just thank you that your timing is always perfect and that you always make good on your promises, even if we don't ever see them come to pass. Um, Lord, I just thank you for uh, that you have opened the door for us to be able to come to you and sit at your feet and ask for forgiveness in the areas where we fall short and that you are forgiving, that you are faithful, that you are trusting, that you don't fall short like we do because we're human, that you are perfect, God. And we are not going to be perfect ever this side of heaven. We're always going to screw up and make mistakes, but it's important that we can humble ourselves and we can ask Uh, apologize, that we can repent, we can apologize, we can ask for forgiveness, and that we can keep trying to do better. God, I just pray for each mom listening here today. If if this is an area of struggle in her life, if she has problems um, or or an issue, uh, or she struggles, I should say, rather, with uh, making good on her word, being an integrity, if she you know, sets a consequence and has a hard time following through on it or makes promises to her kids and often breaks them. I just pray that um, as we're sitting here today, that she's able to just take a moment and I'm just going to leave a moment so that we can repent in this area quietly um, and, and to God in our own space. So let's just take a moment if we need to, to just bring this to God and to ask for forgiveness and ask him to help us in this area.
Okay. I hope that gave you enough time. Um, there was definitely prayers in there of repentance. Um, I don't necessarily think I struggle too much in this situation, but I did ask, um, you know, if I did that, God made that, you know, brought that to light for me and that he searched my heart and, um, that he bring the things in me that still need to be refined and, and worked out and, and those things of repentance other than the things that I already do repent for and, and are obviously aware of that he bring them to light and shed light on them so that I could continue to be refined and um, so I could work on those things that I need to work on in my life because we all have something we all have things right so mama if this is your thing don't let it discourage you just know that God is faithful and that God is going to show up in your weakness, especially if we're asking him to and we're asking um, and we're asking and, and counting on him to uh, give us wisdom. He's going to give us that wisdom. He's going to give us that discernment. He's going to search our hearts when we ask him to and he's going to help us in areas if we can just invite him in to do so. So I just pray that God, anybody here who is struggling with this or other things in their lives, I just ask that you help them to uh, be able to go to their kids and apologize to them and let them know, uh, to let their kids know, hey, like this is an area that I'm, you know, have really fallen short in and, and I shouldn't be making these promises to you. I shouldn't be saying that these things are going to happen and then they don't. I understand that that makes it so that you can't trust in what I'm saying and we really need to have a trusting relationship and I want to make this right. So I apologize. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Goodness. And I ask for your forgiveness in this area and I ask even for you to hold me accountable to my word. So when I say that something is going to happen, it should happen. And it's okay for you to hold mom accountable. We don't think that. We don't think that. I did something this past week. Um, and my son held me accountable. And it stung. And I said, you know what? And I was angry at the time. And I said, and that's why I, you know, did what I did. And he held me accountable. And, I, and it stung, especially from my six-year-old, right? But I said, you know what? thank you. I had to put down my pride and I had to humble myself and I had to say, thank you for holding me accountable. You are absolutely right. And I'm sorry, please forgive me. And now I need to ask God to forgive me too. And that was my response to him on that pretty much. So, and let him know, you know, instead of saying, you don't get to say that to me or, you know, whatever. But dear Heavenly Father, I just, um, I just ask that you just give each woman, each mom who's listening here today, whatever it is that she needs to get through her work, uh, her work, her work and her week, and that you strengthen her, God, in the areas of weakness. You show up in our weakness, God. You give us strength. Our strength comes from you. That is my favorite verse. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength that I need. Because there are times where I have felt weak, there are times that I have felt scared and I didn't want to do something that I had to do, like give birth. Um, 
and my second child, I, I birthed completely naturally drug free. And it was something I really had a heart to do for both of my kids. And it was hard, but I just kept saying, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength that I need. I can do all things through Christ. And I kept asking Jesus, help me through this, help me through this. And there's been several times, not just through childbirth, but that I've used that verse in my life. And that might not be the verse that helps get you through. And it might be something totally different for you. But God does show up in our weaknesses. He does fill in the gaps if we ask him to fill us with his fruits. So God, I just ask you to fill us with our with with the fruit um, of your spirit that the fruit that we're lacking that you just fill in those gaps god that you remove the things that are in the way from us uh resonating those things in our lives you say that we will be recognized by our fruit and i believe that's even our bad fruit and i know that there's some areas of my life where i am recognized by some less than becoming things and I don't want to be recognized by them and I want to be recognized by your fruit. So I just pray for that in my life and for each mom listening here today. I pray that you keep our kids healthy, that you keep our families healthy and safe as we go about the week and our dads too, God. Whatever dads are doing, whether they're working or they're stay-at-home dads, there's so many different things that dads are doing these days um, that is just, you know, not really, we don't, necessarily have a a culturally normal thing. Um, It's just uh, so different this day and age, right? And dads are doing all sorts of different things. So whatever dad is doing, whatever role he plays in the family in each of our homes, I just pray that you just bless dad, that you just help him to be the leader. Because I do believe that dads and the way that you have designed marriages to be and families to be that dad should still be the leader of our homes. Um, So for the dads that we're praying for today and the dads that we have in our homes, some of us don't have dads in our homes and moms have to take on that role. I just pray for those who are in that role in our homes, whether it be mom or dad, that you just help them to really stand firm and to just grow in the position of leadership and to just take that seriously. I pray that you help us to be more teachers in our home, that you help us to be more like Jesus as we're disciplining and dealing with our kids, that you help parent our children through us, God, that your words speak to them and not ours, because our words, especially when we're angry, can be uh, not the best things for them, and, and it can be things that maybe we shouldn't say or, or do, and We just ask that you just fill in the gaps, God, that you just show up, that you help us to be quiet when we need to be quiet and you help us to speak when we need to speak. We ask that you help us to be encouragers in our home, that you help us to keep our word and be faithful, that our kids can trust on us and depend on us and that we can be women of integrity. God, I just thank you for everything that you do in our lives. I thank you for showing up for us. I thank you for filling in the gaps. I thank you for being who you are, never changing and always perfect and always true and always faithful.
And I just thank you for all of the things that you do for us. And I just ask that you be with each mom this week and just fill in the gaps in the areas that whatever mom, whatever, um, whatever those look like for each mom listening today. And I just pray these things in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Mama, I just thank you for tuning in with me today. Um, again, I apologize for the episode not being aired at 5 a.m. I do ask that as I finish up these last few weeks of school that you just bear with me. This might happen a little more often. Um, I hope not. I hope I'm able to, to, um, to get it done. I am still, you know, adapting to life with three, although I, I have that pretty much under control life, um, with three and a special needs child, um, being the leader of the pact, uh, and as we face challenges with him can sometimes get a little hairy. I love the podcast. I love being here and learning, um, and, and helping moms and, and teaching them. And that just looks a little bit different for me these days, um, than, <laughs> than normal. And then, and then I anticipated. So I just asked that as, um, I go along, um, over the next few weeks and, you know, the holiday season and with kids home and, um, a little more that you just, uh, give me some grace and bear with me. These episodes are going to come, um, hopefully at 5 a.m. I mean, that is the goal. Um, always that is my goal, um, and my number one priority with the podcast. But I do just say, um, as I'm wrapping up these last few weeks of school and just have all these things going on in my life, as well as you guys know, um, you moms listening that you guys have things going on in yours as well, that, that might just look a little different, um, but that they'll get here. So I just thank you for uh, just your patience with me and your grace. And I just love being here with you. Um, so certainly please message me and take the opportunity to uh, either leave a voice message or you know communicate with me. Let me know if a group for the Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood um, would be beneficial for you. That's something that I am really um, just on the fence on, you know, whether or not it would be beneficial where we can all kind of talk about things that are happening on the Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood and really communicating, you know, and having a space for us to really just grow and be in community with each other um, because I would really, really love that. But I want to hear from you and if that's something that you think would be beneficial to you and, you know, where's the platform that you would like to see that take place? Is it, you know, through Zoom where you want to, you know, log on to a grouply, a grouply, a group meeting every week? Is it on Facebook where you can just pipe in and just type and write things as, um, you know, they come we could do polls and questions and, you know, about uh, the the teaching for, you know, all three episodes that air each week. So just let me know, would that be beneficial to you? If you know me personally and you know how to reach me, um, you can send me a message on Facebook even, Brita Nicole Wallace, um, Instagram, Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as uh, Brita Wallace as well. So certainly, send me a message. Let me know what you think. Um, I would love to be able to provide, uh, just that community to you and, and, you know, that, that extra where we can actually communicate and do life together where it's not just like, Hey, I know you're listening, but I don't really know who you are. Um, let's do life together. That's important, right? And especially if you're here listening to episodes and you ever have questions or you want to take 
things a, a bit further or say like, hey, I would like to apply this, but I'm not really sure how or this is something that we talked about and I wanted to add to that or I wanted to, like this confused me, like let's have these conversations and let's grow together um, because certainly just because I'm teaching, I'm growing every day. I have lots of growing to do, um, especially because our kids, although we have great tools and things that um, that we can apply in our parenthood, uh, each one of them is different, Right. So um, Oliver responds to things differently than Jack does. Um, Even the same discipline, even though it's consistent, there's things that we have to do a little bit different for each child. Um, Our rules are the same, our boundaries and our, uh, you know, expectations um, in most ways are the same. We do have to, our rules are the same like our family rules, our family values, right? But with a special needs kid, we have to, you know, there's some things we can't expect him to do that may be age appropriate, but not really necessarily for him. So um, it looks different for each kid. And, and sometimes that's hard to understand. Sometimes we're trying to have these expectations for our kids and they're unrealistic and, you know, they're not developmentally appropriate, um, and they're too, you know, high, or we're not allowing our kids to do things that they should be capable of, um, because we don't necessarily know that, hey, they can do this. This is developmentally appropriate. Allow them to learn and teach them, right? So, um, thanks for listening to my ramble at the end of this episode. And, uh, but yeah, let's do life together, mom. Like, let's do be in community with each other. Um, so let me know what the best way that looks for you. Um, and I just hope each mom listening today, it just has a wonderful week. I just, uh, pray for you, mom. And I just, uh, just be, just know that God is faithful and that you can trust him to keep his promises. Um, even when we fall short. So I just, uh, Hope that you have a wonderful week, Mama. Until next time, take care and God bless.